9, verses 28 through 36 and 37 through 43a. Now about eight days after these sayings, Jesus took with him Peter and John and James and went upon the mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance on his face changed and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly they saw two men, Moses and Elijah, talking to him. They appeared in glory and were speaking of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Peter and his companions were weighted down with sleep, but since they had stayed awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Just as they were leaving him, Peter says to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let's make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he had said. <clears throat> While he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were terrified as they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone, and they kept silent. And in those days told no one of any of the things that they had seen. On the next day, when they had come down from the mountain, a great crowd met him. Just then a man from the crowd shouted, Teacher, I beg you to look at my son. He is my only child. Suddenly a spirit seizes him, and all at once he shrieks. It convulses him until he foams at the mouth. It mauls him and will scarcely leave him. I begged your disciples to cast it out, but they could not. Jesus answered, Your faithless and perverse generation, how much longer must I be with you and bear with you? Bring your son here. While he was coming, the demon dashed him to the ground in convulsions. But Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit, healed the boy, and gave him back to his father. And they were all astounded at the greatness of God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. When you hear the word change, you hear the word transformation. What do you think of? Five years ago, were you the same person then that you are now, back when you were 24, Nina? How was your faith back then? Is it different now? Is it stronger? Has it been transformed? Because I, I realized something in reading this passage that we tend to think of transformation, especially the transfiguration, as a blink of an eye from this to this. But there are also those slow transformations, those slow transfigurations that come through time and through living our faith. I watched Dallas. I didn't get to see you do this. You must have do, done it at home, Phil. But I, I got to watch Dallas transfigure, come my way, my truth, my life, a hymn I had never heard. 
into something I'll never be able to forget now. Because it was well done by both of you. Thank you. Are you a different human being? Are you a different Christian? Are you a different parent or grandparent? Or Phyllis, if you're listening, great-grandparent? Don will throw you in there too. How are you different? We see Jesus at his most powerful in two ways today. When there is great mystery and when he's reaching out to heal a small boy. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this passage that shows us your glory, shows us that you are still mystery, that our minds can't wrap around who you are, nor can we understand how much you love us. Be in this word, be in this message. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. I have said it before, but I'm going to say it again. I am convinced that more than ever, we are living in a world that has lost the ability to blush. It used to be that there were some actions, there were at least some behaviors in the world that would embarrass us. When we would actually say, I can't believe he did that. I can't believe she did that. We all know better. That's not how you do it. Now those actions are recorded on our cell phones and uploaded and put on display for all to see and with the hope that not only will it not embarrass us, but it will go viral. We want the whole world to see it. What used to embarrass us is now just another opportunity at getting your own reality TV show. But of even greater importance to Christians, I think, is another loss. Have we also lost our ability to be astonished? We walk in a world of miracles. Every time we walk out the door, even before we walk out the door, we are surrounded by miracles. The world's largest airline, the Airbus 380A, largest airliner in the world, has a maximum takeoff weight of just over a million pounds. Think about that. 
One million pounds, and it flies. An aircraft carrier weighs 9,200 tons. Let me help you with the math. That's more than 18 million pounds. And it floats. Oh, I know it's something about the air pressure and the bubble and it's all confined. Yeah, does that still make sense to you after you hear the explanation? 18 million pounds, water, that makes sense. The fact that they're on top of the water and not at the bottom of the water is astounding. The miracles occurring in our bodies every day are too numerous to count. And they should all fill us. A heart that beats for eight, nine, ten decades, with all the science and technology at our disposal, we can't even make a refrigerator that'll last that long. Oxygen disbursement, temperature regulation, feeding all the cells of the body, this list is huge when it comes to our bodies and the miracles that are involved in our bodies. The size of our galaxy, which is small in a universe made up of hundreds of billions of galaxies, hundreds of billions of galaxies. A car driving down the road. Okay, not a big deal. Easy to explain mechanically. Well, for someone like Harry. But we all understand there's principles behind it. It makes sense. But what about the mind? That could conceive of such a contraption. Is that not a miracle? Okay. If that's not enough, this little ball we live on is spinning, that we're driving those cars on, is spinning at about a thousand miles per hour at the equator. Actually, I think it's like 1760 kilometers an hour. Does that make sense to you? We should have been flung off this thing years ago. And yet, we don't even feel it. And y'all explain to me how we're still hanging around, just in nothing. Y'all explain that to me. Go ahead. I'm, I'm waiting. We can't. It's a miracle. I mean, i got a navigator looking at me. He knows how to get around the stars. Or use them to get around, period. Used to. Used to. And did you know that if you really want to figure out how fast you're going, take that 1,760 mile, I mean, kilometer per hour, 
divide it by the latitude. So if you're at a latitude of 45 degrees, 0.45 times 1670 or 1760, and you have the answer. Can I live without knowing that? Not if you're in an airplane, you need to know that. But think of the mind that could come up with a mathematical formula to figure out, first of all, spinning, second of all, to determine that we're spinning faster than the, at the equator than we are as we go, oh, I'll just make it easy, up or down. Miracles surround us. They are all around us. A bird flying in the air. And how does a bumblebee? You know, big body, little wings. How does it fly? A flower. Every animal we have ever seen. A parent's love. A nurse's compassion. A volunteer's joyful service. So many miracles filling our lives every day, and we get up, sleep still in our eyes, yawning as we move through the Starbucks drive through for coffee. That anyone would pay $5 for a cup of coffee, is that not a miracle? Have we lost our ability to be astounded? What if, what if Audrey was teaching a class on American history? She points at three of us, you, you, and you. Come with me. And she takes us off somewhere else. And while we're watching, George Washington and Benjamin Franklin start talking to Audrey like they're old buddies. Would that finally get our attention? Would that astound us? Would that astonish us? Three disciples, you, you, and you. And they kept falling asleep until a mysterious cloud descended upon them. A voice thundered from the heavens above. Jesus' robe shined brighter than the sun. And oh yeah, Moses and Elijah appear, talking with Jesus like their old friends. And finally, those three disciples could stay awake. Finally, those disciples were astonished. They returned to the valley where life is lived. A boy is freed from a demon. And the scripture says they were all amazed. Jesus keeps walking, more miracles. Jesus keeps teaching, 
lives are transformed. More miracles. Jesus keeps walking all the way to Jerusalem. Jesus keeps walking to the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus keeps walking to a Roman jail and public humiliation. Jesus keeps walking down the long road to Golgotha and the cross, which he carried on a raw, bleeding back. He keeps walking to die on a cross for us while we were yet sinners. Such love, such amazing love, God's love, astounding, isn't it? Amen.